Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. The first thing I want to talk about here is the fact that OpenAI, this is an American tech company behind ChatGPT, um, is... Although it's American, it is still subject to laws in other countries, notably in GDPR, which is the European kind of data, um, I believe it stands for General Data Protection Regulation. But in any case, um, OpenAI is facing some renewed scrutiny over compliance with European data protection laws. So a comprehensive um, complaint was recently filed with Poland's Data Protection Authority, DPA, alleging multiple violations of this GDPR. So this development kind of adds another layer of complexity to OpenAI's regulatory challenges in Europe that they're going through right now. And the complaint essentially suggests that OpenAI's operational approach to ChatGPT, um, its generative AI technology, breaches various different GDPR provisions, including lawful um, basis, transparency, fairness, and data access rights. So the complaint argues that OpenAI has um, essentially neglected GDPR's Article uh, 36, which requires prior consultation with regulators for high-risk technologies. And it seems OpenAI rolled out ChatGPT in Europe without adequate local regulatory engagement. And, you know, some people are like, well, you know, what's the implication of this? Um, well, I mean, essentially, this would mean that they are potentially violating the EU's data protection framework. Um, and this does have some big implications. So OpenAI's GDPR issues, I think aren't anything very new earlier italy's privacy watchdog which is called garante essentially directed the company to stop uh, data processing in italy due to identified issues such as lawful basis and child safety so while ChatGPT resumed its service in italy after making a bunch of changes investigations are still ongoing there as well as a bunch of other EU DDPAs. So I think at the moment, you know, OpenAI is going to have to kind of navigate a lot of this regulatory environment. I'm sure they're spending heavily on lawyers and other things in that area. Um, and it's kind of interesting because in America, we have a bit more of approach, in my opinion, of like, just let the technology go. And then once you like let it out there, then you deal with the repercussions and the fallout afterwards. Whereas I feel like in Europe, I'm not sure if that's the strategy for software companies as well. Maybe they, they follow the same thing, but it would appear that regulators do not like that approach. They would prefer for you to, you know, go and contact them. It's so tricky though, because um, as anyone knows that has worked in software and technology, like so much of your product depends on product market fit. So it's like 
first off, there's no way ChatGPT, OpenAI could have predicted the success of ChatGPT. Sam Altman himself said, like, everyone thought this was kind of a, a silly little gimmicky tool. Um, they thought maybe when GPT-4 came out, that was going to be the big moment. But they're like, you know, when GPT-3 came out, they're like, yeah, whatever. This is a gimmicky tool. It's not going to do that much. And when it exploded, it actually shocked everyone. And so it's really hard to predict, like, there, there's no way they could have known that this was going to be so big. And if it had just been a tiny little product, maybe it was absolutely hated. No one liked it. It was a bit of a dud. And they decided, okay, well, maybe we're going to move on to something different. Like, and, you know, imagine before that going through all of this regulatory work with all of these different countries in the EU that want to sue them. In my opinion, it's outrageous. I mean, that's my opinion. And I know other people have different opinions. I know OpenAI isn't great with their data, like sucking up all the data from the internet and not compensating everyone for it. That, you know, I, I think they should build in some models to help people in the future. But then again, like if they were like, okay, we're going to build in all of these, um, you know, these monetization models where everyone's going to get paid for this tool and the tool was a total flop and they scrapped it. Like what, was, what would be the point of all that? So in my opinion, I'm kind of on the side of just like, build it, launch it, ship it. If it gets massive market adoption, then figure out how to make it better, improve it, um, you know, fix it, let it be monetized, let users monetize their own data or opt in or out or all these different things. But at the end of the day, um, I think that people that are not in tech definitely uh, over or they underestimate product market fit. They're just like, oh yeah, duh, ChatGPT was going to work out and be a smashing success. Like you guys should have like gotten all of these like compliance things done first and consulted everyone and like paid for all the data and like all these different stuff. I know people disagree with me on that. I'm okay. I guess I'm the devil's advocate for some and maybe some people agree, but in my opinion, and if you've ever done software, like I've done so many software, different companies where you build it, you launch it, there's no product market fit, you move on. And, uh, one thing I will say is that right now, you know, as the regulatory landscape for AI chatbots like ChatGPT and Theropics Claw, there's a bunch of them, right? It's still under development and GDPR remains enforceable. So individuals in the EU can continue to raise their data privacy concerns with local DPAs. And OpenAI's regulatory risks are augmented by the fact that it doesn't have a primary establishment in any EU member state for GDPR oversight purposes. Um, and the thing to know is that I think the compl uh, the complaint security and privacy researcher Lazowski Olenge claims that his interaction with ChatGPT led to erroneous content generated about him. So when he sought correction, OpenAI was unable to apply, comply, a direct contradiction to GDPR's right to rectification. And I think that the complaint goes further stating that OpenAI's systemically ignores GDPR provisions when it comes to processing data for trained models within ChatGPT. Okay, so that complaint in there in particular, I think is, I mean, it's silly, right? And the guy probably knew it was silly, but he thought like, hey, maybe I could win a court case and get some money out of this. But essentially, uh, because of GDPR, if you, so for example, if you search something on Google and there's like some sort of false information about you, GDPR says you go and tell Google, remove that from the search engine. And so then Google can go and remove the article from the search index about you. Great, right? The problem is, of course, these AI models are trained on data. Everything's input ahead of time that it takes millions of dollars to, to run these models and train them. And uh, then by the time you're asking it questions, if it says something wrong, there, you know, it's, you can't just go and remove that question or answer from there. It's an algorithm. And the funny thing is, you, you could definitely say, like, I could go on to ChatGPT and say, is Jaden Schaefer a bank robber? And uh, I'm, and then, you know, get it to say yes. Or maybe I'd say like, act like a, 
an AI model detective and Jaden's a bank robber. Now I'm going to ask you, is Jaden Schaefer a bank robber? And then it can say like, yes, right? Like you can do all sorts of weird things. Could ChatGPT to say something and then like say, oh, it's making false claims about me. Like go fix that. Or I mean, maybe it just literally says false claims about you because you have a similar name to someone else. I don't know. Honestly, it's, it's so anyways, that's a little ridiculous, but that guy, that's what that lawsuit is about. So in email exchanges between Olenjk and OpenAI, the company provided some information in response to his subject access request. It's called an SAR, but allegedly failed to provide a complete set of data, particularly concerning how his personal data was used for AI model training. I'm not sure what his specific like problem was there, but you know, apparently it had some sort of information about him he did not like. The complaint states, quote, from the facts of the case, it appears that OpenAI systemically ignores the provisions of the GDPR regarding the process of data for the purposes of training models with ChatGPT, a result of which, among other things, was that Mr. Lukatsk Olensk was not properly informed about the processing of his personal data, right? So I guess it might not even be fake information. Maybe they just want their information completely removed from ChatGPT and it was unable to do that. And so they're, you know, suing ChatGPT. Another interesting aspect is OpenAI's um, transparency problem in its privacy policy about processing personal data for training language models. So despite the fact that OpenAI is, you know, it claims that it doesn't use training data to identify individuals, the complaint argues that such data processing still falls under GDPR scrutiny. That was kind of a gray area, so I don't know if they're going to win on that. But in any case, violations of GDPR could result in fines as high as 4% of OpenAI's global annual turnover. Um, and that's not to mention, you know, potential orders to modify its technology for EU compliance. So if they lose these cases, it's sort of a big deal. It's kind of crazy how GDPR just like charges you. Like if you make a violation, it's like your fine is, and it's like not a specific number amount. It's like 4% of your annual turnover, global annual turnover, I'll mention. So that's insane. Um, in any case, you know, I think the complaint filed with the Polish DPA was, you know, orchestrated by uh, Olenczyk and his uh, Warsaw-based law firm, GP Partners. So this guy's got a law firm and he <laughs> he probably knows what's he knows what's going on and knows he probably win some money. So he's going to try this lawsuit. Um, in any case, he aims to ex ex uh, essentially exercise his GDPR rights fully, something he has found impossible so far. He likened his experience to Joseph K., a character in Friends, Kafka's uh, The Trial, but remains hopeful that the EU's data protection process will deliver justice. Um, in any case, while OpenAI has yet to publicly respond to these allegations, the case brings up fundamental questions about how AI tech, particularly those that generate content like ChatGPT, um, can align with stringent data protection regulations. As this complaint I think progresses, I think it could set important precedents for how generative AI technologies are regulated, not just in the EU, but globally, right? Because if they're they're giving you a 4% fine of your global um, annual turnover, then you're, you're going to want to appease them or not be in their market at all. I think this is interesting because this isn't just ChatGBT. Like if you think about it, um, you know, mid-journey taking your images into its model to train or every other, every other like AI model is trained on a lot of people's data and some of them they have all the rights to some of them they don't but really if this if this became precedent and this one wins it would have some massive implications for 
AI and probably do a lot of damage to a lot of different AI companies. So definitely an interesting area we're going to keep following. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.